I have the envelope from Deloitte in my hand. This says 2023, a NAC car of the year. So I think it's the right envelope. Today, the 2023 North American car, truck, and utility vehicle of the year were announced. Uh, And the winner is the Acura Integra. And while you Acura enthusiasts may rejoice, I submit to you a late entry, a dark horse. A different more humble type of vehicle. This car is a piece of shit. It's still a piece of shit, but it's a rare piece of shit. Yes, the 1997 Ford Fiesta. Filmmaker Dorian Degout is the owner of this particular piece of shit. And when it was time for his car to pass a technical inspection in France, it didn't go well. Dorian decided to ship the car to the United States and drive it to a peaceful final resting place. Where else? In Detroit. And he's making a documentary about the journey. She's a classic car. She can just drive into the USA freely. Today, a love letter to the Ford Fiesta and one car's journey from France to Detroit. This is Stateside. I'm April Bear. Dorian Degout joins us along with Phoebe Wall-Howard, who first wrote about this story in the Detroit Free Press. Phoebe, Dorian, it's great to talk to you both. Thank you. Yes, thank you for the invitation and hi, everyone. Every car has its own story. Dorian, will you tell us about this one? Where did you get her? So the story of this car is the story everyone could have with the car. That's what I like. And the story of this one is special for me, but it, it could be like universal, the stories we have with cars. Yeah. So mine is was the car of my grandfather. The name of my grandfather, I mean, his nickname was Papuche. So sometimes we called this car with my father, the Papuche Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> and so th- this car was the one of my grandfather. And I inherited from him when he passed away. I had this car since... Yeah, over than 10 years, I'm driving this car and I, it, it's my first car. And I, I was driving it since I got the driving license. And so my grandfather was a, a worker. He was working in a big factory in the city of Lyon. And he was not a car guy, as you say here in the USA, like to mm-hmm. be a car guy. But he was a, a guy that liked to really be careful with his car. You know, he was like cleaning it. He was really maniac you know with his yeah car. yeah for sure and i know that when he passed away he wanted me to have the car because i was 18 just the age of driving in france so for him it was a way to give me something important you know in his life and i didn't realize it you know when i got this car i was young and i was just happy to have a car and but i realized at this time that it was the car of my grandfather and it, it was the last object I have from him. What I like with this car and also what has given me the motivation to make this movie is my grandfather was a working class guy. This car is the working class car. It's a car which is supposed to be cheap to buy, cheap to make. I mean, in a way, that's exactly the example of Henry Ford main idea to be able to build many cars, million cars, and then to reduce the price of the car. And then the workers that work in the factories can buy the car they are making. So 
I like this idea, you know. Yeah. Phoebe, I know that Ford has a presence in Europe and has for a long time, but is the Fiesta very common there? The Fiesta is hugely popular in Europe. And what's incredible about this particular vehicle is that there were 30 years when Ford did not sell the Fiesta in the United States from 1980 to 2010. So it was very popular in Europe. They didn't stop selling in Europe. So actually, when Dorian is driving in Detroit, it's actually like a celebrity vehicle. You know, it's not a Mustang, it's not a cool car, but it's an oddity and it's unique. And what's so special about his story for me is the idea that he went fishing with his grandfather and the memories of fishing and catching tiny little fish and being so happy as a young boy with his grandpa. Yeah, for sure. Dorian, does the Fiesta get much attention in Europe when you were driving it around in France? Not at all. And I think that's that's why it's funny, you know. The Fiesta in Europe, it's something so banal, so usual, so ordinary. I mean, there are like thousands of fiestas. And that's why when I've been to the to my car inspection and when the guy told me, okay, now, you know, you have these parts, they are used, uh, you need to change it. You have the rust, you have a lot of rust on your car and the rust, it's not possible to get the inspection anymore. And the guy told me, okay, that's okay. You're going to buy a new car and you're going to put this one at the, at the trash, at the junkyard. Oh, oh no. But, you know, it's something like really usual because this kind of car, if you want to fix it out, if you are not a mechanic or I mean, if you if you are not doing by yourself, if you ask a mechanic to do it, then it, it could cost you five, maybe more, five times the price of the car or or to buy an, uh, another used Fiesta could be cheaper than to fix it. So this type of car, because they are so ordinary, because there are so many in Europe, in France, in Spain, uh, I mean, everywhere in Europe, you don't fix it. You just put it to the trash. But this is what, I mean, this is what I, I have the idea to come in the USA is because this car, what is so usual in France and in Europe here, and I think in the whole USA, it may be the only Ford Fiesta of that period. You know, there are some Fiesta before the 90s. There are Fiesta after the 2010. But then between, there is no car like this. And I meet many people who tell me, oh, but I've never seen a car like that. I, but what brand is it? They, they don't even know it's a Ford, you know? So, wow. so that, that's pretty funny. And that was part of my art process, you know, art. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you, we say it in English, like a dispositive, mm-hmm. like a kind of special uh, visual dispositive is to, to play with this really small car that is really not an American one. And I like, you know, to have this, um, to move from the banality, to move from the ordinary car to a really rare car. Is is what Dorian is saying, does that track with what you know of it, that it's, it's this particular era of Fiesta is kind of unique for us here? Absolutely. And again, just to be really clear, there were no Fiestas sold in the United States between 1980 and 2010. 
So he is in 1997. So this really is an oddity. And for people, you know, who love these vehicles and, you know, folks called in and wrote in about this story. And so many people said, you know, it's kind of an amazing thing to have a European vehicle here. And it it is something special. And Detroiters love it. And car collectors love it. Yeah. You know, it's priceless in many ways. Dorian, tell us a little bit more about how this works. How do you get a car from a rural place in France to Detroit? Well, the process of shipping a car was not easy. You bring your car to an international harbor. I mean, you need to find a company first. Mm -hmm. You need to find a company that can be able to ship your car from Europe to the USA. And because of the COVID, it was kind of difficult and the... I found a company that they ship like RVs or people traveling with their cars or classic cars. And it's called Row Row. It means like roll on, roll off. It cost me like 2,500 bucks. And then I ha- I was supposed to go in the ship, but because of the COVID, they don't take passengers anymore. So yeah. I needed to take the plane. And then that's it. I wait about a month. I was uh, waiting in New York because the car was shipped in New York. And then one day the car came and I've been picking up the car at the port of Newark. And that's it. She was really dirty, you know, because of the fumes of the of the boats. Sure. What makes it really easier to get to the USA was because it's 25 years old in the USA, I can do whatever I, whatever I want with this car. If it was less, I would be obliged to bring back the car to France. But because the car is 25, she is considered as a legend. <laughs> I like to think that my Fiesta is a legend. She's a classic car. She can just drive in the USA freely. We need to take a break. More in just a minute. Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. Support for the stateside podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Dorian, how did the documentary start to take shape in your mind? Well, it was at the technical inspection. You know, we do the technical inspection every two years. So the guy told me, okay, next one in two years, your car going to be dead. And it needs to go to the junk. I came back home and I was like, okay, wow. I don't know how I'm going to do to get rid of this car. And I don't know if you do that, but all the kind of symbolic objects, it could be like a shell, like a special shell you found on the beach and you bring back home. When sometimes you got too much of this kind of object, you need to find a way to get rid of them. I can't just put it in the trash. So I thought that I need a kind of ritual to get rid of my car. And when I thought about this ritual, something came back to my mind. And it was my father always kidding me about my car and always telling me like, 
Why are you driving your uh, American car? And he was kidding me about the Ford because it was a Ford. So it was American, but it doesn't look like uh, American car at all. So I had this, this sentence from my father come back in my mind. And I was like, okay, maybe my ritual with my car going to be like a last trip. And I'm going to bring this car to die somewhere else. And then I put myself in the mind of my car thinking about where she would like to go. And at this point of my life, I was, I mean, myself, I was going back to my roots of my family in another city in France, where I live now. And then I thought that maybe my car wanted to do the same, you know, come back to its roots. And then I knew that its roots was in America and the roots of Ford was Detroit. And then I, I thought that let's go to Detroit. Right. So, Phoebe, how did you find out about Dorian? I found out when Dorian was reaching out and trying to find someone at Ford to include in the documentary. So I work with the historian and uh, the archivist over there. Sometimes uh, we talk periodically and I'll find out things as they're unfolding. And in this case, that's what's, what happened is that he was in his final days and realized I need to get someone from Ford Motor Company into my film. And at that time, I was hearing that this French filmmaker who's done other movies in all sorts of video was doing this project. So I reached out just to see. It reminded me of another story we did on the Ford Escort that had been another little vehicle that had been passed down through generations that family members said they didn't want money, they didn't want a house, that everyone wanted this little Ford Escort. And uh, and this reminded me of a European version of that story that readers um, really loved. Phoebe, you've covered cars and car culture for a long time, and I know that you know some car guys, as Dorian says. What was it that, that struck you about this situation and his, his quest to bring this fiesta home? What was so telling is when you have a French filmmaker who knows the story of Henry Ford and Ford Motor Company. So not only does he want to take the vehicle home to Detroit, but I wonder how many automakers, when people own the cars years and years and years later, think about the founder of those companies. And that's, of course, what's unique about this particular car and this particular company. But that's quite a statement that families in Europe and all over the world know the beginning of Ford Motor Company and the idea of coming back to where everything started is something we sometimes take for granted. Yeah. Dorian, you've been living and filming in Detroit for a couple of months now, and I can only imagine what it's going to be like. I know you have to return to France. Where are you going to leave the fiesta? Well, <laughs> that's a long story. I'm supposed to leave from Detroit and go back to Nazareth, Pennsylvania, where I'm supposed to sell the car to a group of mechanics at the Joe's garage, a group of mechanics guys that I met when I was on my way that wants to buy the car. But it was really hard to, to take this decision because it, it means that the car was not finishing in Detroit. And also it means that the car is not dying. But this is what this trip is about, is in France, this car, it was a must. She was obliged to the trash. Mm. And when I get to the US and when I see that the technical inspection in here is not that strict, 
as friends. And when I see that the car here can drive with a lot of rust and in a bad state, I see my car. It was not a junk anymore. You know, my car was like, everyone told me like, yeah, she's not ready to die. Right, your car is, right. Is, <laughs> yeah, your car is, is pretty well. You can drive it. You can drive it. <laughs> If you bring it to, to junk, you should better give it to me, you know. <laughs> so that was a bit difficult to me because as a filmmaker, I was thinking that the end of the movie would be the death of the car. You know, it's more symbolic, yeah. it's more simple, you know. And I was thinking about my car, about the shot of my car being crushed in a shredder. This would be the final tragic end of the movie. And it's difficult because before it was an obligation to bring my car to the junkyard. And now it's like killing her, you know. It's like I would yeah. kill her to bring her to the junk. So... That's why I decided to to sell this car, and maybe with the money I gonna got from it, it's gonna pay the rest of the movie. Yeah, have you thought about what it's going to be like the day you have to say goodbye to her? Yes, and it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I thought about that, and I think it's gonna be on this parking lot. You know, of the of the, if it's happening like this. It's gonna be on this parking lot of the Joe's garage, and I don't know how I'm gonna go, like by bus or by train or whatever. But for sure, I'm gonna go from the Joe's garage and look at the back glass, you know, mm -hmm. the, the windshield. Yeah, right. At the, yeah, look at the back windshield and see my car and look at her, like and see her less and less, you know, getting smaller and smaller. And yes, I'm gonna be sad for sure. And that's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm April Bear. You can follow Dorion's journey with his Fiesta on Instagram at Fiesta underscore Le Film. When you're ready to listen to more of Stateside, you can find full episodes of our show for streaming at michiganradio.org. Today's podcast was produced by Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our executive producer is Laura Weber Davis. Music for the pod comes from Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you for listening and drive safely. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.